Hello and welcome to the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark Shorten. What a week it has been in basketball. Um, mixed results. I feel like I, I feel like I say every single week. I feel like the week before, or I feel like this week. Um, it's been a mixed bag. I've had uh, a couple of nice wins, a couple of really tough losses, ones where if I was healthy, I feel like I'm always harping on about the fact that I've got an unhealthy team. Um, if I was healthy, I would have won. Scheduling would have won. Um, but overall, overall three wins, three losses. Um, it's And my dynasty side, let's have a look at that. I haven't actually checked my dynasty side, so we're checking it live together. Uh, it's a 24-team league. I've set myself up for a win now, and I won five, two and one, which is nice. Um, but, yeah, in terms of redraft, three and three. Um, I've been wondering about Kawhi Leonard. I've been wondering about whether... Kawhi ever comes back healthy, whether he, we, I, I don't think we're ever really going to see him play 30 odd minutes a night or th- sorry, 35 minutes a night. We might see him trickle over 30, um, at least in the, the fantasy regular season. Um, I, I don't think he's going to play big minutes unless they come to the playoffs. Um, there is a chance that, that we might just get 25 solid minutes out of Kawhi Leonard. And if that is the case, we we may get 20-odd points on really, or not even 20-odd, maybe high teens on really solid percentages. Um, steel, steel and a half, five and five um, with a triple. Um, and is that going to be enough? Who knows? It's, it's really, really difficult. Um, I'm really skeptical on Kawhi Leonard. I, I don't want to be too skeptical because chances are there's a few guys that I play in leagues with who have been trying to get Kawhi Leonard off my roster and onto their roster. So if they're listening, Kawhi's fine. He's going to be healthy. It's all good. Um, give me give me Scotty Barnes or something for him. Um, I just don't know where the trade price is. Um, do we... Do we look at a third or fourth round guy? I think that's very optimistic. Um, do we look at somebody who is playing really well at the moment, who is inevitably going to drop off? Um, like if we're looking at, do you, would you take somebody like a, I mean, Nick Claxton is a top 50 player right now. Would you take Nick Claxton for him? Would would the Nick Claxton owner take Kawhi for him? Um if would you do Buddy Heald? Buddy Heald, again, top 60 player. I don't think he's going to remain a top 60 player, but he's currently a top 60 player. Do you, is that something that you, you look at for um, either a Kawhi or Buddy Heald owner? How far do you drop down? It's it's really difficult. Um, like you could drop all the way down to, if you're looking at a top 100 player, you've got top 100 players that are underperforming at the moment, somebody like Zach. Uh, Zach Levine, um, somebody like a Scotty Barnes, 84th. Ivisio Zubac, just 
just shy of the 30-30 today. Anthony Edwards, he's, he's 80th, um, according to Basketball Monster. It's really, really difficult. What do you do with Kawhi? Personally, I will take anybody who I would consider rostering um, long-term. Is that going to be somebody like a Tory Craig? No, it's not, because Tory Craig is a good waiver player, uh, not somebody that I'm going to look to to hold throughout the course of the season. Would I look at someone like Kyle Kuzma? Yes, I absolutely would take Kyle Kuzma. Uh, that was a bad example. Would I look at somebody like a Gary Trent Jr.? Um, 16 points. Steal and a half, couple of triples, really poor percentages and not much else. Yeah, I would take that. Um, Jamal Murray, yeah, I would take. It's just a matter of where does the where does it stop? Where where is the line? Where does the line get drawn? Um, Dylan Brooks is probably the line for me. I'm not taking Dylan Brooks for Kawhi Leonard. Um, but, yeah, it's just atrocious. Atrocious situation. Um, but that's okay. We we live and we learn. I think I, I haven't – I don't know why this season was the, the first season I tried, tried and draft Kawhi. Um, I know I've said it before that he fell to me at 35, which Kawhi Leonard as a mid – late third, early fourth in a lot of leagues, potentially even a mid-fourth in a lot of leagues. Um, I think that is just really good value, and I wasn't expecting this. Nobody was expecting this. So, anyhow, enough of me bitching and moaning. Um, we're here to talk about the waiver wire, and normally I get into it in about three minutes, but I've gone six minutes, so apologies for that. To get into it, we're going to talk about five guys who, uh, well, at least four guys who I really love as good streamers for this week. One guy who I think has got really good value, but their games are, um, they've only got two games this week. And then finally, somebody that should be on your radar that if you can afford to pick him up, I'd pick him up because I think that he's going to have some decent value on this side. Um But he, he's not going to play, he's not going to make his season debut until the end of the week. So, First and foremost, let's talk Malik Monk. So Malik Monk for the Sacramento Kings. He's only in 36% of Yahoo leagues. He's only in 9% of ESPN leagues. And I don't know how, I don't know why, but Malik Monk is putting up some ridiculous shooting numbers. Um, I feel like I spoke about Malik Monk last pod or the pod before, and I thought it was going to be a bit more of a flash in the pan, but he and the Kings, to their credit, are playing some ridiculously good basketball. Malik Monk, over the last two weeks, 16 points, three and a half assists a game, just shy of a steal, just shy of two triples, um, and just really good percentages, 51 from the field, 87 from the line. Um, Is he going to stay as a 50% shooter from the field? Absolutely not. Malik Monk is not a good shooter. Um, He's especially bad from three, but he is turning it on and he's only playing 23 minutes a night and he's coming on and lighting it up. He is playing with some ridiculously good confidence at the moment, some high confidence and watching some of his plays, it was in the last game of the game before, he was 
he was cutting uh, he was cutting with authority he was driving the lanes really well and it's just a Malik Monk that is more than just a spot up shooter and if he can carve out a genuine role in the Sacramento Kings um, and can keep this going I think he's somebody that has got full season value um it's just whether or not he continues this sort of play. If he does, great. If not, then he could be hitting the wave wire really soon. But like always, run the hot hand and take someone who is playing some ridiculously good basketball at the moment. Um, second player here I've got is Cam Reddish. I was off Cam Reddish coming into this season. I was high on Quinton Grimes. I I really like the way that Cam Reddish is playing basketball. Um, he's always... We've always known that he's a really good 3 and D guy um, and primarily a really good defender, but he's playing some really nice offense at the moment as well. Over the last two weeks, nearly 31 minutes a night, 55% from the field, 95% from the line. Um, Okay volume from the line as well. 1.2 triples, 15 points, um, two steals, and not really turning the ball over as well. That's good enough for top 60 value uh, over the last two weeks, and that's more than what anybody could have ever imagined for Cam Reddish. The league, like um, like it happens every year, around about this time, a month, month and a half in, injuries start to prop up. Day-to-day things start to prop up. COVID's still affecting a lot of teams, but Cam Reddish, through better or worse, has got himself a role, and... Um, He's somebody that I'm genuinely looking at um, picking up because they play on some of the quieter days this week. They look as though they are a decent side. Well, they they I shouldn't say that because they don't. He looks as though he's carving out a decent size role in a side that needs him. Um, Jalen Brunson is playing decent basketball. Julius Randle is Julius Randle. RJ Barrett is RJ Barrett, even though I just traded into him in a league. Um, yeah, he's Cam Reddish is playing some really nice basketball. And there is the second day of the week where there's only three games he's playing, and he's somebody that I definitely think you should have a look out for. Uh, again, four days, four games this, this week. Um, ownership wise, we're looking at 11% on Yahoo and we're looking at 4% on ESPN. So you're going to be able to get him wherever you want. Um, Thad Young is old. Thad old is, that's a horrible joke, playing some ridiculous basketball. Toronto, like probably um, probably Miami are the other team that are just really, really badly riddled with injuries. And Thad Young, with given when given minutes, the same story as his whole career. When given minutes, he is playing some really good basketball. He plays some really good basketball. He can distribute better than what you expect. He rebounds well. He can stretch the floor. Defends like an absolute madman. I don't know how, but he's still getting two assists. Oh, he's still getting two steals per game, even though he's three thousand years old. And while they are, while Toronto still missing Precious Achiwa, um, Scotty Barnes. Um, and Pascal Siakam. That young has got to be somebody that you take a really close look at. They play four games this week. Um, I, they, In fact, they play four games in six days. So I really like 
Thad Young as a as somebody who's a definite streamer while those guys are out, while those big guys are out. 28% owned in Yahoo and 7% owned in ESPN. Um, the big boy, Austin Reeves. Never in my wildest dreams that I think I'd be talking about Austin Reeves on a um, on a podcast. Um, he has been playing some ridiculously good basketball, and I I'll be honest, I thought it was going to, um, and it might taper off more with LeBron back and and healthy, but we know LeBron's going to miss time. He's thirty seven years old, or whatever he is. Um, he's going to miss time and. LeBron runs that team. They play guys who LeBron has faith in. LeBron loves Austin Reeves. So he's going to get 30, 31, 32, 33 minutes a night. And he is rewarding the team for his with his really good basketball. Over the last two weeks, 62% from the field. That is not going to be sustainable. 95% from the line, one and a half triples, 15 points, um, three boards, three assists, and... Is just looking really, really good. The Lakers, like um, a lot of teams this week, have got four games. LeBron's going to miss one or two of those without a doubt. AD's going to miss one or two of those without a doubt. So Austin Reeves is somebody that we should definitely look at as a as a streamer for this week while the Lakers um, hopefully continue their win streak. I want to see them do well. Um, but yeah, Austin Reeves is somebody that we should definitely have a look at. 17% owned in Yahoo and 5% owned in ESPN. And then finally, for um, for the waiver wire element of the podcast, um, Caleb Martin. So over the last two weeks, believe it or not, he's the 21st ranked player in category leagues, in, um, in nine category leagues. We're looking at 16 points. 55% from the field, 82% from the line, two and a half triples, six and a half rebounds, three assists, a steal and a half, a block and a half. As I said, it's good for 21st value. Now, obviously this is not sustainable. The the Miami Heat, like I said with the Toronto Raptors, are some of the hardest hitting, hardest hit with injuries and I would be very surprised to see Caleb Martin even even have over 30 minutes. Like he's playing 35, sorry, he's playing 39 minutes a night um, at the moment, nearly 40 minutes a night consistently over the last two weeks. That's been purely out of necessity, not because Caleb Martin is a great player, but with opportunity comes fantasy goodness. And while he's, while he is playing big minutes, while Miami is banged up, I think he's worth having a having a run at. As I said, their schedule this week is horrible. They've got two days off, then two games in three days, and then two games off. So he's definitely not somebody you should look at to start the week. He's definitely fifth on the list. Um, but while Miami's banged up, he's definitely somebody that you, you need to have a look at. Um, so in terms of ownership, where are we at? Uh, 36% owned in, on Yahoo and 9% owned on ESPN. Um, finally, the the last guy I wanted to have a look at, um, and as I said, he doesn't play until the end of this week. And 
he may very well be um, brought back really slowly. Like, he's completely injury-prone. He may be brought back really slowly. But the Brooklyn Nets need... It's weird to say, but the Brooklyn Nets need TJ Warren's offense. Um, they they need an extra person who can consistently put down buckets and create their own shots. They don't have anybody who can create their own shot. Um, obviously, Nick Claxton is not somebody who's going to create their own shot. Ben Simmons has been playing some really good basketball, but um, that will taper off because it always does. KD is KD. Kyrie's Kyrie. They need another person who can create. Um, because outside of those guys, you just have shooters. Joe Harris is a shooter. Um, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, shooters, shooters. Um, Royce O'Neal's good, but he's not an offensive guy. Yuta Watanabe is not an offensive guy. Um, as much as they have been turning it on this year, they're not somebody who they can really have sustainable um, scoring from. So what I would be looking at is if you're wanting to go early on TJ Warren, do you want to or do you do you hold on to him if you've got a healthy side um, and put him into your IR potentially? Um, do you consider the fact that you know, on the first game back he may only play 15 minutes and, and not do much? Um Potentially that as well. I, in some of my deeper leagues where I need depth, I've taken TJ Warren early um, and I'm willing to hold him until the end of the week because I, I'm scraping the barrel um, as well as the entire league. Like the waivers are super thin. So I'll take TJ Warren and if somebody comes to me with a trade, I will bungle him up with Kawhi Leonard. Even if they don't want Kawhi, they're taking him, and we'll see what happens. Um, but we know what TJ Warren did in the bubble. There's That is very widely known. But his last, I suppose, full NBA season was 19-20. Um, the Indiana Pacers, just shy of 20 points per game, just shy of a steal and a half. We get four boards, good from the line, good from the field, one and a half triples. He is, I I want to say he's like a real poor man's Devin Booker. I was going to say DeRozan, but he doesn't assist like DeRozan does. To be fair, he doesn't, he doesn't assist like Booker does, but Booker's assist... Uh, um, aren't amazing. Um, is that the example that I want to give? Is he a poor man's? Mm, there's definitely a better example. I can't think of who right now, but there is definitely a better example. Maybe a poor man's. Maybe a poor man's Jalen Brown is a better example. Um, either way. He's a scorer with good percentages. He's not going to give you too much in the in regards to supporting stats. To be fair, he's never been that that highly rated whenever it comes to um, fantasy basketball. Let me have a quick look at his onto basketball monster, which you guys should be on if you're not already. 
Um, let's have a quick look here. So TJ Warren's best ever season, he finished 41st. That was with Indiana. Funnily enough, that was his most healthy season as well. So, yeah, I I like TJ Warren. I have always been a fan of his, but you need to ride the injury wagon a little bit for him. Um, but anyway, that is the podcast for this week. Best of luck going into week seven. Um, as always, if you are new here, please rate and subscribe.